Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guest today believes you don't have to keep your wellness separate from your life. She can get it working as one. She's a certified integrative nutrition health coach, master of curiosity and ideas, and a fierce nurturer. A trained research and innovation consultant now turned health coach, helping people get curious about themselves to fuel personal innovation. Please welcome Dina of Freewell. Hello, how are you? I forgot to ask how you say your last name, so I didn't even I try. So, <laughs> so go ahead and please now tell your last name. I Hagen Joes. Hagen Joes. Yep, you got it. Oh, yeah. I every time before we start recording, I'm like, ask how you say the last name. Ask, and yeah. then we get chatting, and I get excited, <laughs> and then I'm like, it's just going to be a first name kind of thing. Yeah. Hagen Joes. Welcome, Dina. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to chat. We were kind of getting into it a little bit before mm-hmm. I pressed record. I feel like there's there's so much to, that I want to talk about. I've spent a lot of time on the website. It's a fantastic website. Well, thank Very you. Very informative. It's It's been a process putting it together. And I feel yeah. like as soon as you have it, then you, you can think of 20 something. things that you want to change, right? Well, there's a lot of information, <laughs> which I think is great for people because they can almost immediately see kind of what you're about. Like you, I feel like really show through in the website, Thank which you. is, which is a, which is a great thing. <laughs> but I was drawn to a couple different things. First, this idea that wellness has to be personal, which makes, which makes so much sense to me. Like what I do mm-hmm. to take care of myself, is not going to be exactly the same thing you do. You know, I think of course we'll have some universal overlap. Maybe sure. a lot of people enjoy one certain thing, but our lives are so different. We are so different. How could there be just a kind of a, one-stop shop right. approach. Yeah. And the second thing that I really loved was this idea that we need to do more research on ourselves. I love that you said that and that it came through and it resonated with you because I... I think 100% when, you know, people are asking me or if I think about what being fit means to me, which we'll get to that question later on, I'm like, I've always, I've always come back to like, you have to do some self-reflection. You have to be self-aware, which I think is what you're talking about when you're saying do your own personal research, because how are you going to know how to take care of yourself if you can't identify what you need, where you are, like you need to be like paying attention to you. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, um, you know, I could ask you and I do this with clients too, like, you know, if they're with someone or married or they have children or not, you know, like, well, what does Ellen need when she walks through the door that way? And, you know, her shoulders are slumped or she has this tone of voice or when you call your partner at work and he picks up with a certain tone, you know, instantly what that person needs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the journey is about, well, 
what do you need yeah. when you notice those own cues with yourself? Yeah. How, you know, when your body is telling you something first, are you listening? Because that's a huge... I mean, I would say <laughs> up until the last couple of years, 90% right. of the time, no, I was not listening. Yeah. I was like, turn it off. You've got work to do. Yeah. You got to keep going. You got to be strong. As my grandma said, you got to be strong. Just turn off yeah. what your body's trying yeah. to tell yeah. you. <laughs> and it takes practice to relearn oh my gosh. those things. Relearn yeah. and unlearn. Yeah, exactly. All a ton of stuff. Exactly. And yeah, what you just said that right there, that powering through. I mm -hmm. mean, that was me for so many years and still is at times. I catch myself, you know, because we're conditioned. And I could go into a whole conversation about, you know, system and patriarchy and oh, women yeah. and our cycles and how like that just doesn't work as well as so as really coming and being in tune with yourself, researching yourself, understanding your body, understanding your emotions, what's mm -hmm. going on so that you can move more fluidly. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'm at least giving myself some credit and acknowledging that I can now recognize when I'm in this like bulldozer mode Yeah, where I'm like, just get done, just push. And I'm like, okay, this is, I can like feel what that feels like when I get in that space. So then I try to, to work through, all right, what do I need to do? Do I need to take some deep breaths? Are there things on my plate that don't need to get done right now? You know, are there some priorities yeah. I can make? And, you know, I feel like I'm getting better, but it's still, it's still difficult. Like I still will almost get into this like toddler tantrum type of, mo like I was this week when I was decorating for Christmas, <laughs> like what should be a happy, cheerful time? Oh my gosh, yeah. I am <laughs> so like stressed. I don't know what the word is of like, there's so many things to do. I've got all this shit all over the house. Yep. The batteries don't work. We're going to need these lights. And I almost, I like couldn't feel myself shut down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's something going on here. Like yeah. what's happening? Something's yeah. triggered in your brain. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pete and I have gone through the same thing year after year and we're getting better as we should, hopefully, you yep. know, right. And Pete's my husband, but you know, we have that conversation we had it the other day after decorating, we had, you know, had our parents over and stuff and you can feel those shoulders tightening mm -hmm. and, you know, you have this clock, even though we can't go anywhere, you know, we're going out for a hike or we're doing this yes. and there's all, there's coordinating because we have three children. Yes. There's naps. There's all those so much things, coordinating. Right. Yes. And, um, you know, we caught ourselves like, what's going on here? This is supposed to be like, we need to stop now and just let's because we so want to enjoy this time yeah. like with each other but also with the little ones because it's like so such a magical yeah. time right now yeah to and see it through them. so they are a great check for pete and i especially because we do have that tendency to be like go 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 yep. you know yep. um i can see that i yeah. can see then you've got some little eyes on you yeah where you're like oh okay let's Let's slow, slow down. down. Yeah. Let's actually enjoy this moment. Yeah. What what can we get rid of? Um, yes. What doesn't need to be just so? Mm -hmm. That was a huge learning for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did this curiosity come from for you? Oh, um, that is a great question and something I think about often. So I'm in the middle of three three girls, mm -hmm. and um, I I have this conversation often with uh Pete again yeah and about like what made me so different because I'm very different compared to my sisters who mm. I'm very close to and love them yeah very much um but I and my mom would say this too you you had a tendency to ask a ton of questions yeah 
and um, challenge things. Mm. She would mm-hmm. say challenging. I think she would now say just not accept things as they are, mm. but be curious about why they are that mm-hmm. way. And Which could... I'm sure as a child is super annoying for a parent. Right. <laughs> yes. like, because I said. Yes. Because right. I said. <laughs> yeah. And now I and now I get to hear it from my twin girls and, and my little boy too, because they all have tons of pieces of me, yeah. pieces of me in them. But I, this curiosity, I, I'm not sure. I think I've always just had this innate fascination with people, mm-hmm. with seeing multiple sides. So as a middle child, you know, you, you get to be a big sister, you get to be a little sister, yeah. you get to see the struggles of both, you get to feel what it's like to be in the middle, you right. know? Um, and not saying that only middle children can right, be can curious, be curious yeah. but, um, yeah, I, I've just always had this fasc- fascination. I went into college thinking I wanted to be a broadcast journalist because mm. I loved stories so much. Yeah. I loved figuring things out, like going after and yeah. like, let me tell the story. And then as I, you know, that led to one thing after another. And I felt like each internship, you know, that I had in college built upon that love Mm -hmm. but in different ways because I was figuring out what I liked and didn't like and Mm -hmm. you know weaved around there um went into research fell in love with research the qualitative research okay so let's talk about that yes let's talk about what and you you were a consultant right so Mm -hmm. what what did that job look like what does that mean to do that kind of work well so my backgrounds in qualitative research, which is not the numbers side, right, it's the story so side, the anecdotal yes. evidence, the insights and linking those together. Um, and before I worked for the company here that I ended up in Cincinnati, I'm not originally from here. Mm. Um, you know, I was working abroad, some working, doing jury research, but I was in the business of researching other people. That's what I, the simplest way I could say it. And because, how do you do that? <laughs> so what's like a day in the life of that job? Look? Yeah. Are you like observing through glass? What uh, are you doing? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, but I, my favorite would be the ethnography where you're in the field with them. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm, if I'm researching young moms, I'm going to be down on the floor with them, with the babies. If I'm researching okay. you know, a family, I'm going to be with them or I'm going to be doing the experiences with them. Um, so I did long a, periods of time. Oh, long right. periods yes. of time. Okay. So I did a couple market research studies mm-hmm. um, through a company. And so one of them was like research on beauty products mm-hmm. and I guess like how women interact with their beauty products. So they two researchers came to my home okay and yeah. like sat with me yes. where I get ready yeah and like went through my products that could I, like, be a form of it yes. okay yeah. that's, that's yeah. something similar yeah. okay great I've been on I've been in many people's bathrooms while they're one where the person was even in the shower oh wow uh, interesting <laughs> now I was out when they yeah. left yeah, yeah obviously yeah, course, but um I always say like I'm like the dream <laughs> subject for those kind of things because like I will book. I will tell you how I feel when right. I pump this lotion yeah. and put it on my face and yeah. where I am while I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, so the company I worked uh, here, you know, it was market research. So we worked with different brands in that um, and helping them, you know, we would tie these emotional insights yeah. to how can we best innovate? Yeah. You know, let's start from an emotional place because if we can connect with someone emotionally, mm-hmm. obviously we can create better for them. Mm-hmm. So that would be the place. My background was actually within organizational study. Mm. Um, 
I, I love research in all its forms. Any yeah. way that I, I think it keeps my curiosity peaked, you know, yeah. to experience it in different ways. Storytelling and story gathering can be, um, I really believe, can be such a useful tool. Oh, Obviously, yeah. I'm bringing it over into the wellness space. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I believe yeah. it too. It's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. Yeah. Like it's so powerful to help share stories and to hear other people's stories. Yes. Like how we create culture. That's how I learn best. You know, I, my husband can read a book and like get it and Mm. remember it and Mm -hmm. recall and that, um, he loves a good story, but me, I like, I need story. I need that emotional connection to really, uh, remember. And, and plus I feel like, you know, you can, you can have the black and white in front of you. Um, and you can you can read it, take it for what it is. But I feel like so much is missed. That was my thing with broadcast journalism is mm. we would be I worked for an NBC affiliate and, you know, you're told to get it down to 30 seconds or something yes. or a right. minute and a half. And I'm just like, but but I but know there, but she did this, too. Yeah, or he did this. Really like, we're not. And I, I just felt like it was such an injustice you yeah. know, to to that person and to to their story. So, um back to your original comment, there is a ton of content on my website and I, I know I am long winded. I love it. I've been told. Um, and I'm working on that. No, we've got a long form, but I, that's just the way I roll. Pete used to say, he's like, you know, when we first met, he's like, get out of, get out of, uh, researcher mode, get out of seek mode. Cause that was the company I worked Uh with. And he came to find like, that's actually just you. Right. Right. Just your nature. How I am. (laughs) So you did, you had a, a long career in research mm-hmm. and innovation. And then how, what was the process like to get out of that? You know, you talk about leaving your inbox there or like walking yeah. away from the inbox. Uh, so what yes. was that like? How did that you That was arrive? an ego check. That's what that yeah. was. Um, but so there were a lot of things happening at that time. I was pregnant uh, mm. with twins, mm. um, loving the company that I worked for. I still do keep in touch with them. Um, and great work. And my plan was to take an extended leave. Uh, I was a first-time mom with twins. So like an extended maternity leave? Yeah, like okay. five months, five and a half months. They right. were great. Just five months to take Right, I know. Children. Right, yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> that's a, that's another conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly. um, but so the plan was to go back to work and... Um, and I, they, they promised, you won't have to travel at least for a year, which was big. I traveled a ton. Yeah. Um, you know, at that time I was an account director, so I had a little bit more pull. I had a team mm-hmm. that could help and, um, and I did go back to work, uh, but there was a lot happening personally. So you, your body changes a ton. I yeah. had it in my mind. I was one of those. I know not all moms, uh, think this way or all women think this way, but I was definitely of the mindset of I'm moving. I had a good pregnancy. I worked out, um, I'm I was good. eating, you know, I'm good. I'm going to bounce back. You know, I had all of these ideas and you're smirking. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm dying inside. I'm dying. But, um, I, because I, had I feel like that's ideas. how I would be. Yes. And I'm going to get slapped in the face. No, you may not. Um, right. No one knows. <laughs> you don't know how it's going to hit this you. Why there's so much anxiety. And around that, this. Oh, I so appreciated, um, uh, my boss at the time that said exactly that. He's like, you don't know Dina. And this was from a man, which Thank you. Yeah. Tim. And he, um, he's like, you know, you don't know how parenthood is going to hit you. You don't know, you know, and this is when he, 
I think he could sense like, ah, she's going to come back after five months. Um, but maybe there was, there was a lot going on in my life too. My father was, you know, sick terminally. Um, he had a limited amount of time, Mm. um, new momhood, you know, Pete, uh, just consolidated his his work yeah there's a lot there's there life just a happening yeah. right so um anyways fast forward i go back to work with with the twins after five and a half months and it's going good and i was on a flex schedule um but just certain things were gnawing at me and we we ran into some hiccups with um child care so that tugs on you emotionally yeah. and stuff um and i just I was having this, I I wouldn't, I didn't know it then, but I would say now I was suffering from postnatal depletion. Um, What is that? I've never even heard that term before. (laughs) I know. I thought you were going to say depression, but no depletion? depletion, Because that's the thing. I I was not depressed um, and postpartum depression is real. You know, that, um, but I, I was of the mindset, I'm going to do all that I can, um, do all the, the wake ups with the girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just slowly over time, my nutrient level was depleted. You're literally and, running yourself into the ground. Yeah. I was running myself into the ground. I can recognize that now. Um, and that had a snowball effect on other health issues, yeah. um, with gut and stuff that weren't discovered till probably a two years, three years after them. Um, but I think all that, so your macro and your micronutrient mm-hmm. levels become depleted slowly. Wow. You know, I'm bre- breastfeeding all this, uh, this stuff. And there are simple things that I could have done way back when, had I known about them that probably would have, like you know, what, I could what, have what avoided is, what that. Is, what would a simple thing be to <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Um, the us. way that I ate for one, um, you know, and I, I think Pete and I, we on my website it talks about like well I ate clean what more did I need you know yeah, okay and I say clean and quote unquote yeah. but um I I definitely was not eating enough fat mm. fat fat um and uh I would say so you could have used some like fat bombs or like uh, right those, yeah like- I think just thinking of what my body needed differently supporting to you know yes. breastfeeding also you know labor no matter how you labor and um birth a baby takes a lot out of you yes um my iron levels you know like i can see i went through adrenal fatigue soon after Um, like it was just it was a snowball effect yeah yeah. um and that and and sleep Mm. sleep was a huge one i took it as i want this intimate time with my children um Mm. and it's such a touchy thing uh, that you know every parent has to decide what's right for them Mm mm-hmm hindsight part of me thinks I should have taken the advice of one colleague who had twins um you know at work and he said he slipped me a note and he's like this is this is a night nurse I'm like what is a night nurse and he told me they come, they come over and let you sleep at night and then they'll bring the baby to you oh yeah I'm and, liking this idea yeah and you nurse and then they you know they take the baby back and at the time I was just like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't fathom that. Like I, I want that intimate experience. I want to get to know my baby. And this is where you and I are so different. You know, yeah. I'm like anyone. <laughs> we were talking help. about outsourcing. Yeah. Now I, I know. Right. Um, and I, it's such an emotional, like, I can oh, imagine. My, I, I, tr- I truly can. And I say like hindsight, I wish maybe I would have, but then again, maybe I don't because my journey brought me here. Yeah. So, exactly. um, 
but I do, it changed things when we had Leo. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of things differently, mm-hmm. but that curiosity into wellness, you know, and, and leaving my job, um, with them, it was a lot of things happening at once. I would say the short answer is a lot of things caught up with me. You know, I mm-hmm. fit unvisibly. I looked fine, mm-hmm. you know, um, internally, uh, a lot of things, you know, losing my dad, mm-hmm. new momhood, feeling this, like, I'm not myself, you know, feeling like this constant, there's more I could be doing, Mm -hmm. um, and not living up to that expectation. I had Mm. a lot of stuff internally to work through and I just was always climbing this ladder and trying to check off all the boxes and I really needed to take a pause. And that's exactly what I told coworkers. Mm -hmm. I was so uncomfortable with the thought of not working because I, I'd put myself through college Average like two or three jobs. I'd never not worked. And I, I was like, I'm just going to take a pause. I'm just going to take a pause. Well, well, that- did you have your son yet? Or No. This- okay. Just the twins. Okay. So just the twins. Yeah. And, um, not just the yeah. twins, but <laughs> yeah. Um, there was them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm going to take a pause and that pause turned into a longer leave. I did some contracting work after that here and there mm-hmm. and slowly that became no work. And mm. then it was really just sitting with myself and my babies. But when you're with a baby, you know, um, that cannot talk, you right. know, uh, you have a lot of time to yourself yeah. and to sit with yourself and like, listen, and I really needed that. I don't think everyone does. I think you can go about it different ways. You can get these lessons that I got during that time in different ways. You mm-hmm. don't have to go quitting your job. Yes. I know that's not yeah. realistic. Yeah. Um, financially it was a pool for us, but we were able to, to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, but I, I certainly needed that, yeah. that pause Yeah. for sure. And so then did that help spur the idea and the foundation for free will? Yes. Is- yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of internal work happened over the course of a couple of years. Um, also I would say a big shift for me in, reestablishing that mind body connection of like, okay, you know, what is it that you want and, um, what can you go after and trusting my intuition again, mm-hmm. really a uh, huge shift was I, uh, how my pregnancy and birth went, I had mm-hmm. home birth. Yeah. I, we got to talk I, about I, this. I always preface that with, I do not care where people have their babies. Cause I think people hear, Oh, home birth, she's going to push that on me. And that is not my case, but it was certainly a time where I, that was a, that was a shift in my thinking of what made you want to do that? <laughs> comfort. That's where I felt the most comfort. And that is not, I can see the see, shaking. That, I have two sisters. That sounds to me like, like not. the most uncomfortable. <laughs> I have two sisters that are nurses and they feel the exact same way yeah. as you. Um, and that is okay. Yeah. And right. I think we that's have the choice my, in this yes. modern day and age. We as women can choose yeah. where you're going to feel most comfortable yeah. for you. It was birthing at home, yeah. laboring at home. Yeah. It's funny. Your, your face right now is reminding me of our neighbors. I, I can time, think of nothing more terrifying. I time, truly can't. At the time we lived near, um, when we had our girls, there was a pediatrician, a very good friend. We love them. And we didn't tell them purposely that we were planning a home birth during it. It's just a choice. You know, you go through that. Who yeah. are you going to tell? You surround yourself with positive energy yes, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And I just didn't want to feel those questions at yep. that time. But after, so a day after I had the girls, I'm sitting on the porch and they come up and they're like, oh, you had the girls? You're home. Like, and um, I think 
Pete said they were asking normal questions and it came out oh we had that at home and their jaws dropped and they like and she's and I think it was her husband that said on purpose yeah and like, like um uh, yes. yeah like this was planned yeah. yeah and then we went through a field of questions but uh there's so much to that answer why did i want to i didn't know that it was a thing beforehand um i didn't know people were still birthing babies at home yeah. and why you would want to i grew up thinking and was actually quite afraid of labor and that i am quite afraid yeah, I, I was quite afraid, too. And I, I didn't, you know, my mom still likes to tell the story of when I was getting my period and I'm crawling on the floor and saying, if this is what it takes to have a baby, I don't want one. Like, oh, I was geez. that. Yeah. And she could tell you that yeah. story. She likes to. Um, And it, I just, you know, I didn't want any part of that. So that's where I was coming from. Um, But over time during college years, you know, really exploring once you leave home, you're kind of exploring yeah. where, what kind of doctor do I want? I'm trying this yeah. and that. I had always asked questions. So your original question, where does that curiosity come from? Mm-hmm. I knew I was different because when I would go into the doctor's office and ask a ton of questions and see their facial expressions, you know, if they were open to my questions or not, yeah. like sometimes annoyed. Right. Um, you're like, this is I'm like, okay, they, me. they don't get this a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. there's some, yeah. I don't know where that came from, but that was always me. Um, all that to say when it came time to, when we were thinking about having a baby, um, Pete had mentioned home birth. He wasn't going to push anything, but yeah. he's like, you know, this is a thing. There's a community here for one. And he's a chiropractor, right? He is. So he kind of is in yes. touch maybe with some of those. Y- yes. He's always thought yeah. of, uh, wellness. I think, uh, alter- he's had yeah. an alternative approach in that, yeah. um, very open to different things. And I was like, what? I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll go listen to some some stories because yeah. that's exactly what it was they had some meetings around here um you know doulas midwives sometimes would come to those particular meetings um and families would come and share their stories or if they were going to have a baby or they were expecting you know they would listen ask questions mm-hmm. it was just a place and the more i listened i was like oh this is interesting um we took a birthing class bradley birthing i highly recommend a birthing class okay of some sort there's yeah. tons around um the the thing I liked about that is they took you through all everything that your body does, mm-hmm. but also all the what ifs, all the what could happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm really big about uh, information and research. Yeah. I, I want that information. That's how I feel empowered. That's mm-hmm. how what I try to do with clients yeah. is empower them through knowing their options, empower them through knowing their body. And that's exactly what I got through this Bradley class. Mm-hmm. Um what is my body doing? Yeah. You know, what is each stage of, of labor and what's happening there? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What are the interventions that could happen no matter where I birth? Yeah. What are my options in terms of place of birth? Yeah. What are the options in terms of providers right. and stuff? Um, I landed and she kept saying, you know, and this is a, a woman that teaches people that have home births, uh, birthing center births, hospital births, mm-hmm. all of it you have to ultimately decide where are you going to feel most comfortable. I landed with parallel care. So I had an OB, I had midwives and I had, um, a doula. Okay. Yeah. You you got the full, you got, I had a dream team and then with Pete too. Right. Um, so what's, what is the difference between each of those? Um, a midwife, a a doula doula, and an OB. Yeah. Uh, well I'd say you're, you're, and there are midwives that work, 
within hospitals and birthing centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's happening more and more, which is awesome to see. Um, but I would say in a home birth setting, your midwife is going to be more tuned. They're like the medical aspect of it. They're, okay. They are taking care of, you know, baby and mom and making okay. sure everything healthy there. So they're going to be the ones to say if we need to, um, if we need you to move things along okay. or if we need to um, go to the hospital and have a transfer, you know, okay. you have all of those options. Yeah. Your doula is there for emotional, educational, yeah. and okay. physical support. Right. She's you know, like for the you coach. and yes, yeah. for you and she's patting your you partner. on the back. Right. Or in my case, I had one that, you know, was also a massage therapist prenatal. Oh, yeah. And I think okay. with the girls, her, her hands didn't leave my back for 17 hours because I was wow. having so much back labor, wow. you know? Um, so anyways, Jeez, but someone's yes. got to get her some water. I know. <laughs> well, I, there were breaks. Yeah, Pete, no, no, Pete no. stepped in, but I'm like, yeah, that sounds um, incredible. It sounds incredible. But no, I, so the pregnancy was definitely a shift in my thinking mm-hmm. and you know, all of these little things that were happening in my life, the coaches that I were inviting into my life therapy, um, you know, the stepping away from work so I could really pause and slow down. I needed a slowdown. Um, how I was birthing my babies, all of this was piling into what ultimately became free will Mm -hmm. where, you know, I want to use this power of curiosity, us researching ourselves, us getting to know ourselves more, um, to help empower women through nutrition, you know, um, mindset Mm -hmm. and, um, and lifestyle really. Yeah. And I, I think those were all my lessons that I went through in terms of knowing I'm still obviously on a journey, always yeah. learning and stuff. But um, and yeah, I just said there were a ton of things happening at once, you know, OK, home birthing, um, personal things with family in terms of, you know, realizing again, it's that reminder of how precious life mm-hmm. is. How do I want to be using my time mm-hmm. and my resources? Um to really strengthening my own mind body connection. Yeah. 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 And wanting to share that. Yeah. yeah. So what is it? What is the offering? What does free will look like to people who are coming to you? Or like, what are some common quote unquote problems women are coming? Is it just one-on-one coaching with you? Is mm-hmm. it, you know, what does it look like? Yeah. Great. Um, it is one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. right now. Uh, I have plans for other offerings in the future and I do have a group coaching option too. Mm. Um, but they, I work primarily right now with, I would say I do work with a lot of prenatal and postpartum moms. I am, you know, going through the doula certification I've now run. So a person that didn't know about home birth, uh, before conceiving, I now lead, help lean the home birth collaborative here in Cincinnati. It's a big community. Um, and again, I don't care where you have your babies. I just want you to feel empowered, supported, know your options and, um, you know, what you can do with that. So I, I work with a lot of prenatal and postpartum. Um, I work with, um, you know, one woman that I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so when they're coming like prenatal, is it that they are interested in home births or they're just like, no, Hey, help. Yeah. What hey, do help. I do? Like, well, they're help. Um, they're just like really, first time moms. Um, or? most of them. Have yeah. Been, yeah. I would say they're in a place. If you're wanting to feel more empowered, mm-hmm. like through this walk into motherhood. Um, so we cover everything from, 
you know, some birth education mm-hmm. to mindset to nutrition mm-hmm. um, and how you can best prepare yourself and your home. Yeah. You know, I, I have these packages. So I have a mother well package okay. that's catered more towards um, prenatal and postpartum okay. topics. Okay. And I, we could go through a bunch of topics, Yeah, but I customize all of them. So it's like, I, I, you know, I've even had a mom that was, um, postpartum, but also sort of went into a blend of my, my, uh, wellness in my world package, Mm -hmm. which isn't specific to prenatal and postpartum. And that's just what you'll get with me. I start with these packages, but know that we will dip into whatever it is you need, um, to help you feel most empowered. So it could be that, um, you know, I had a mom recently that was more really, really wanting to concentrate on nutrition. She knew that was at the core of a lot of we discovered mm-hmm. through it too um at the core of a lot of her personal um areas where she wanted the most growth mm-hmm. and control over her cravings and energy and yeah. that um and so it, for her it because she had sleep down she had a lot of the lifestyle things down yeah but there was this one area that we had to focus yeah. more on so it sounds like a lot of discovery like you're yes. helping people yes. discover where they're where where we may need to work on what what areas could we elevate a little bit more yeah within yeah. you know nutrition lifestyle um mindset yeah and that and yeah. so there's there's a lot of different things that we cover in there um one day i could be talking about relationships with right. someone and especially now i have a couple of clients that are prenatal and what does it look like to have such a unique special time yeah. in your life especially if you're first time mom and you don't get to experience all those things that we normally do. You don't get, whether you like it or not, you know, it is something to go out into the world and have people touch your belly and be like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. And share in that joy and that baby showers, and baby showers, all of that social support. I have a yeah. really good friend that's due. Oh, probably in like three, four weeks right now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to plan like one more walk together before, yeah. before she gives birth. But I think for her, it's just, and she's a really social person and she's, you know, she's being very mindful with, with COVID. Right. It's a serious thing. And, and I think it's, I'm just, I just feel for her so much of like, oh, you just want to ha- like, just to hang out with the girlies for a night, yeah. you know, like you can't, yeah. you're missing even just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And so I'm finding in those kinds of conversations, a lot of it doesn't even occur to some of the clients that I've had of like, oh, I didn't know I, I could still do something like that or what could we yeah, do online right, to make this right. time and to really just create because what I I don't, I think there's a unique opportunity in a woman's journey when they are, if they're deciding to have a baby um, to have that time to reflect but you you you're not the same after that baby you know so this is like this is the biggest point of anxiety for me like I am up at night thinking about this because (laughs) I do want to have children eventually Mm -hmm. I I do want that Mm -hmm. but I am terrified of how it will change yeah that I'm not going to be able to like do the things that I want to do and be the person that I am now because my life is going to be totally completely different and I'm like, I'm like grieving and mourning and anxious about leaving that life already. Well, I think you're way ahead of the curve already by even just using the words that you just used right there, grieving and mourning, which you would think, oh my gosh, you know, motherhood, isn't it supposed to be all bliss? And like, no, I don't think that things. at all. Good. You're way ahead of the curve. And it, it can be, and not everyone has 
the kind of pregnancy that I did where I loved feeling the baby. I loved being pregnant, even when I had no ankles and was feeling all the different things. I loved that journey. I mean, it was quite a freaking human in me. It was fascinating. It was awesome. But I feel like that's helpful to like be excited about that part. And like, yes, but not everyone is. And I've talked to many that did not love their pregnancy and that's okay. You know? Um, But I think, I think there's, so to your point there, it is unique and you do go through some mourning and maybe you don't, but I feel like years later, if you don't initially, and recognize that change, but it could be such a, a discovering of sorts there yeah. you achieve, you go through things, you experience a kind of love that you just had no idea. Like yeah, you can I love, know. you love hard, you hear right. all these things, but oh my gosh, like it's, that also terrifies me though, <laughs> because then it feels like, okay, now I'm walking around the world and there's something that's so, so important. Your heart to me. is outside of you. And really, it, I've heard like, that. and yeah. like now I'm just setting myself up for this tragedy. No, 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 no. Uh- <laughs> that's what I think. I'm like, great. Now, if I think I'm worried about what's going on now, oh my God, I'm going to have a child out in the world <laughs> that I can't fully control and keep in my sight every second of the day. Because I also don't want to do that because I want to keep my own self and have right. my own yes. sense of, of person. Yeah. Yeah. So these are, yes, it's a lot of conflicting it's, feelings. It's a lot, but you, you're just, you feeling all of that and talking about it, your awareness is there, which is going to serve you really well. So when the time comes, if you decide to have a family, I think that's just keep leaning into that and talking. I think yeah. so many moms, you know, when they are going through that journey, they don't, they think like, okay, we're moving forward. You know, it's, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be this um, or they just go on to the next thing without, you know, honoring what they were before, what they are becoming, you know, and you're always going to be coming. You're becoming now, you know, so even if you didn't have children. Right. um, I know that's true. But it's like what I I think about and it's really a beautiful journey. All even all the messiness, you know, like I had it in my head that I, you know, I was going to feel more prepared coming today and do all these things. I don't know what I was going to do to prepare for for a conversation, (laughs) but I had it in my head. No, I I fully understand. And instead, (laughs) last night, I was so exhausted, spent, no joke, 25 minutes in my son's room. He's two and a half. Mm. And him screaming that he wanted um, the, the other bear pajamas you know he wanted the other soft bear pajamas just over and over screaming he had it in his head yes and i'm just like this is um this is this is now you know what you're dealing with and i i left his room finally when he was calmed down and i'm like i just need to go to bed yeah you know there's not going to be any work happening tonight and stuff and so yeah like it things change you you're thrown for a loop but i think if you go through that awareness and those you know tuning into the mind and body and like what you need at those given moments it'll serve you really well. So I love to hear even just how you're processing it right now. I'm trying to prepare. I think that will serve you very well. I'm trying. Um, I'm I'm trying to prepare and you can prepare, you know, and, but, and then I'm like, you compare you want, it doesn't fucking matter. You're just going to be thrown into (laughs) the wolves of who knows what. Yeah. You, you don't know how it will hit you, but you can feel prepared. There are things you can do. So like with the clients, you know, there are things we can do. I tell them, to help you know your options because even with labor when I'm taking them through the labor stages or 
potential like positions that they could do. I had it in my head with the, my twins. I want to do a water birth. I want to do a water birth. Oh yeah. And uh, my contractions slowed down every time I got in there. So I ended up not in the water for mm-hmm. them. And I leaned on other positions to help me. Um, so I think, you know, just you can't be too rigid with the, the plan right. and the fluid. And I think yeah. just do your, that explore exploration of yourself yeah. and, of the options so whether you're having a baby or some other life experience and you're just exploring then you can better attune to okay what what of that sounds good for me yeah how can i modify it yeah make it personal i think i mean it's just my constant practice of surrender and like not being able to control the situation because really that's what it is right Mm -hmm. this is something i have never done before yeah and 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 like we talked about as much as i want to prepare as much you can do like you there's an element of that you really can't. And like mm-hmm. that part in any area of my life is terrifying to me. Yes. So I feel like really what I have to do is like work through that stuff <laughs> and then that'll lend the open and surrender to when it comes time. To- yeah. And everyone's journey. There are women that I talked to that learned a lot of the lessons that I learned, I would say in those that first year of postpartum that I learned, but they learned them ahead of time. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Right. You know, like it just, again, it may hit you differently and depending on the resources that you have around you and, um, you know, what did you do to prepare or not, you know, it just, and different personality types. Right. right? right. So what you need to go back to your original question of how do I work with clients? Yeah. It's so dependent on like, what was their journey up to this Mm -hmm. point? So we go through a lot of, um, you know, your more typical health history, but I bring out the research side of me mm. of really asking some very deep questions. Mm-hmm. And we go through a lot of different avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we figure out, okay, what could we be working on? How long are they working with me? Um, and what, what do we want to prioritize moving forward yeah, from yeah. there? So I love that. I, I love, yeah. we talked about this too, coaches, coaching. <laughs> like I love this idea, especially in this age, I, I recently heard that there was some research study done that women now, working women now, mm-hmm. are spending more time with their children than the 1950s housewife who didn't work. And what does that tell you? Just that there's less time for themselves. Yeah. Like they're just spending less time with themselves. Yeah. And that we, that this notion of like being able to do it all and have it all together. And I think it's like slowly dismantling generation to generation because I'm coming in you know, as a 32 year old, not with that idea that I have to do it all. I'm like, I don't want to do any of it. Actually, Mm -hmm. you help, please like help me. I'm not an expert in strength training. So I'm going to have a coach. I don't know the best possible optimal way to eat to support that. So I'm going to have a nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like going into postnatal, prenatal, what's happening in my body. So like, (laughs) get a coach. Yeah. Right. And I under, I absolutely understand and recognize that there is monetary expenses Mm -hmm. associated with this and not everyone has the ability to do that, but there's also the internet. Yes. And we can kind of take that into our own hands and, and start to, like we said, do some, do some research or, or just really prioritize of like, Hey, this is something I really, really need help with. Like where, where can I allocate and shift some funds, maybe away from some shopping, whatever to like invest in yourself. Yes, definitely. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. And the internet is so interesting now. It, you know, I, I 
big on intention with it and mm-hmm. uh, you know so that we can use it and it not use us but it's such a wealth of information mm-hmm. um you know and there's i mean there's like classes there's free information out right. there there's this podcast that right. i'm so generously I mean, putting out for everyone yes <laughs> yeah there pod oh my gosh podcasts, podcasts like, are the you best can in my learn so much mm-hmm. and go you yes you can go down rabbit holes but i also say and i talk a lot about this with my clients, just talking about it first and foremost. I think, yes. especially with women, we keep a lot of things bottled up yep. or inside, or we think, especially now, I couldn't possibly ask for help or I couldn't share how I'm feeling because we're all in the same boat. We're all right. figuring out how, you know, how are we going to get childcare? What does school look like now? Yeah. Or what does this look like? Um, right. Kind know, of this idea of like, well, why am I the special one that's going to be able to right. figure it out for myself? What does help, help even look like? Yeah. Like they don't, so they just stop and they don't ask. Um, and that was a journey for me. And my, that was a big learning point I should say on my journey was being, getting really comfortable, like creating help, even mm. when someone wasn't asking me, mm. what do you need? Mm-hmm. So that right. was huge. Like I needed to get comfortable. Okay. No one's asking. A lot of times people were asking. I'm lucky enough that I have, you know, Pete, he's a super supportive yeah. person in my life, um, partner. And I, I have them. Not everyone has him, yeah. you know, or has that person in their life, but you have friends, you have family, you have, you know, you can start talking about it. That's the big thing is yeah. just starting to talk normalize these things right normalize right release how we're the sh- feeling right release right. the shame yeah. around it i feel like once you can verbalize mm-hmm. and talk like shame disappears yeah that's a practice in itself but yes. i like what you said about being able and it's not only the act of asking for help but identifying what you need yeah because i'm in a similar situation i have an amazing supportive husband that can see that i've got a lot going on mm-hmm. i'm juggling a lot i'm working i got a podcast to do this thing i've got things to clean up and he'll say you know what what can I do to help what do what do you need yeah and oftentimes I will struggle I'll be like I, I'll and nothing I, I got I'll do it I'll do it yeah. because I'm not taking a second to be like okay here's someone offering help you're you might need to take a moment out of your head that's turning a million miles a minute and say okay what what can you do to help yeah and that kind of like put some onus back on yeah back on me and I know I mean the same thing happened when I was out um out working outside of my home mm-hmm. um and not didn't have my own business but you know you have those moments where someone's asking or offering and you're just like it will take me more time to explain what yeah. i need or explain how how you can help me or what that can do versus me just doing it and yeah. so we just take it on we take it on and i think i mean women are freaking amazing we can do it all but not it's not sustainable. Yeah. So, um, we, we are amazing. We can multitask like no other, Yeah. but it will catch up to us. Yeah. And that's certainly what happened, you know, with me, but so it's, you can do it all, but maybe there's different seasons, you know, or, um, and being okay with that shift, even me changing careers. You know, I had for a long time, I was like, if I really want to do this, is this a, you know, is it a, is it a weakness? Is it a, um, a failure if I'm not continuing to climb this ladder over Mm -hmm. here, you know? And I was like, the more I researched and the more I talked about it with other people and especially some, some of the people that I worked with when I was living in Poland and Mm -hmm. stuff and like that, that network out there where away from maybe 
the cultural norms yes, here. Right, where it's achieve, 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 right. do, do, do. Um, thinking like why, you know, and being open to um, having, maybe I'm saying like, quote, unquote, like different careers within your lifetime, yeah. you know, like it doesn't have to be one with things. So yeah, I think that's a, that's a journey that, and a, a struggle that a lot of the women I work with are working through of like that. I have to do it all, but you know, what yeah. does that look like? Right. 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 Now? right. Um, yeah. Interesting. And help. Yeah. Asking, Asking for, for help. help. What are some of your non-negotiables when it comes to self-care? Like what are the things that you, you must do to feel whole and be able to be present for the people that you're working for, to be present as a mom, as a wife, as a friend? Uh, well, I know now that alone time is critical for me. How much alone time do you need? Um, it varies. Okay. Yeah. I don't have like a hard and fast like number. It's varies on how I'm feeling, perhaps with my cycle sometimes. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram. I'm a two I, with a three wing. I am yeah. familiar and I went to a workshop and it stressed me the fuck out because I couldn't <laughs> figure out what I was. Yeah. And I didn't, I forget now if I couldn't figure if I was a one or a four is one like the perfectionist? Yeah, they kind call of type? It, Yeah, I think it has a different name now. But okay, yes. but like that yes. in line yeah. with that. And mm-hmm. then the four is like emotional mm-hmm. artist, whatever. Yes. So I was like oscillating back between yeah. these, between these, and I was so distraught yeah. that I just couldn't figure. I just didn't know. Yeah, that's what I took away from that workshop. <laughs> so what does that say about me? Both of those <laughs> things probably playing in. <laughs> no, I, I, you could. I mean that. That's been, there's so many great frameworks out there to help better understand it. And that's what they all are. You know, no one likes to be put in a box. And of course we all have our unique things. Right. But I, I do like certain tools out there. Oh yeah. I do too. To help, you know, better understand. And I was first introduced to that 10, over 10 years ago at work. We went through a couple different things with it. Um, later on Pete and I went through it with, a. um, a personal consultant that does that. And like, she gave this 40 page handout that was like, here are your triggers and here's this and here's, and it was like mostly spot on right. to us. So was that, that was really interesting to go through because it also, she works with a lot of organizations and knowing that I'm a two, how can you best communicate? How yes. can you approach me? And no, like, yeah, so that I was so, that. super valuable. Um, So to your question, knowing that I'm a two, which is a, like a helper, you know, uh, with a three wing, that achiever. Mm, mm-hmm. And those two play very strong in my life. I know that alone time is critical because I have a tendency, as soon as I'm in a room with someone else, like um, it's just my nature to like want to help or to to be like, how yeah. can I? And I, I enjoy it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, in order for me to not get depleted, um, and I think that's what I had help in after the girls, mm-hmm. you know, through into, um, into that mix, I took away a lot of what I needed. So I, in order to replenish myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I went into motherhood thinking like, I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to mm-hmm. do that. Um, and I had all those stories, but again, it just, I needed to learn it a different way, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. so alone, alone time. time. Okay. Um, morning. What do you time? do when you're alone? <laughs> well that varies too yeah. like now it's a question i may have had a more rigid answer beforehand now i'm much more fluid so so it's just what, the fact that no one's around you 
Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Some time to myself. Okay. You know, like yes. l- let me. Um, and that could look like five minutes. It could look like an hour or two. You okay. know. Okay. Yes. Um, morning time's pretty critical. Mm. Um, even just twenty minutes can make such a difference. Mm-hmm. Now that we have little ones, that's that's the time that we can do. And yeah. I, what do you, can you just like put them in a room or something? <laughs> like how like how do you do it? Um, we think you could do lots of different things with them, but um, they are very curious, like their mama, and so they'll they'll just come right back around the I corner. I feel like in like, my dream situation, they're it's just they're in like a room and they can be safe and there's no sharp edges and there's just like a gate and the gate's colorful. It's not like a, it's not like a it's like a maybe a cage more or right. less, but like they can just be in there, It'd be there for a minute. And sometimes you know what you can find those. Those things, the, those, those cages, places. Yeah. You can go. I, I, there's many moments where you've gone to the bathroom to have your quiet time, or you've gone to a closet, or whatever. Yeah. But morning they time is nice you. because you know you can you can get that time. I read in the morning. I have a couple books that I do like a, a it offers a mm. page or two. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them I've read again and again over the years. Where they have like morning meditations or something like that. I'll meditate. Yeah. Um, uh, journaling is oh. huge for me. Um, and I don't have, uh, like a, a process that I follow. Okay. I've journaled since I can remember mm-hmm. in some capacity. Sometimes I'm just, you know, I usually try to do something I'm grateful for. Yeah. Like, a, um, but then I just let the words yeah. come out. So sometimes it might look like a poem. Sometimes it might look like yeah. just uh, I'm recounting the day or what I'm going to be doing, whatever. But that's yeah. been huge for me Yeah, to process a that. lot of different things. So journaling, alone time, um, movement is huge. Yeah. What um, do you do for mo- what's your physical fitness look like? Uh, so it varies. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everything varies. I'm uh, yeah. So I am in a I'm in a process, I would say I'm in a stage of transition mm. um, because before kids, I loved running. I mm. still do love running. I miss it. But my heel and my knee feel differently mm. about that right now. Mm-hmm. So my ability to do those things. And I feel like my body's telling me right now to like pause and do something differently yeah. um, and heal certain things. Uh, it's telling me to slow down. Um and that didn't that changed after the girls and I started running with a stroller and my oh, stride yeah. changed. Yeah. And so it wasn't instant that I had to say goodbye to running mm. for now. Yeah. I, I will get back to it. Yeah. Um, so movement now looks like walking. Um, I do classes, you know, we have a gym membership. Mm-hmm. I also have that hat. Um, I love apps now because you can do fun. Yeah. I know home workouts. They've got so many. There's good, so many like, options where you can just. Uh, I want a five minute this or yep. ten minute that. Yep. So I do strength training. Um, mm-hmm. We have a bike. We have a rower. We'll do those things. Oh yeah, it's yeah. stuck in our garage among like the frozen <laughs> Jeep there and yep. the rakes, yeah. and the shovels, and all that. So it's nothing fancy. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's it's a question of like what sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm going through my periods of yoga, I think it's what I need the most mm. for that stillness. And because it is such a good teacher for yeah. me personally. Yeah. Um, I'm and feeling that's that itch down. too. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be, I, I went through a season of life where I was very, very into yoga. It was my favorite form of movement. And mm. I, you know, just gotten past that right now. And I, it's been a great 
realization of like, I don't have a judgment toward it. Yoga is always going to be there. Yeah. I can return to yoga whenever I feel drawn to return to yoga. Yeah. Whereas before I would be like, oh, I used to do it so much. I should keep doing it. Yeah. Like think about how I felt when I did it. And right now my focus has been strength training, but I'm starting to feel a little pull of like, I would like to do yoga once a week. Yeah. I would like to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, I just need to like. Kinda... And it could be the season. You know, we yeah. tend to go like more inward. Yeah. It is the it time to slow down. Definitely. Reflect, so definitely. Yeah. I'm I... feeling that. Pull that yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. that so interesting? Yeah. yeah. It's really incredible, actually, when it you is. think about it. Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't get to you have to come back. And I want to talk about like the uh, like menstrual cycles and like that. I'm I'm that is so fascinating to me because it it's is. something to me that I'm really I don't want to say I'm trying to master, but I'm trying to like get a better understanding and handle of what's going on in my body as we move through the cycles and how I can really work with that. Yeah. And not against it. It's so it's fascinating it's it's insane fun. it's like there's literally magic going on right. inside of us we are we are different every day the chemistry on our body is different every day yeah. so i mean that was that was a huge learning for me and i'm excited to like hopefully you know when my twins yeah start their cycle like I have ideas of what I want to be teaching and doing with them but I am like they are going to get a better talk than I get oh you know, like, like, I did not get any like, talk I didn't either or and that I- like it's <laughs> like yeah you hear like your home your hormones are changing but yeah. like no it's like a, it impacts everything mm-hmm. the size of your body your yeah. mood yeah. like yeah. Everything. And and just the way you wake up each day. Yes. So, you know, we get in this, I was in this process. I would feel like a failure. Oh, I'm waking up early. And sometimes I wasn't, but I didn't feel like working out. I didn't want to just go do that mm-hmm. thing. And some people can do it. Great. You know? Yeah. No, like I said, um, I've spent most of my life being like, right. don't listen to yourself. Yeah. Go. Just do it. You have yeah. your routine. You know, yeah. you do this every Check day. Box. Just do it. No matter yeah. how you feel, because- you're beholden to right. this made-up checklist in your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, somehow says you are good or you are bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, but once you start to again, just empower yourself mm-hmm. with that information of what is my body doing, what's going mm-hmm. on in there. Um, you yeah. know, for some clients, it's figuring out what is happening with my blood sugar, what's happening yeah. with my cycle, what's happening with my body during pregnancy and what are those stages all of those different things I feel like once you just have that knowledge to lean on I feel that way too you just oh it becomes more purposeful you know I had a client the other day be like but isn't it painful and I said but once you know like what's happening in those stages it's a purposeful pain I yeah it's not I, like this mystery right. of what's happening That's where you do feel me. afraid yeah. and fearful yeah so right now like I before having kids I was fearful of the experience mm-hmm. Yeah. But once you know, and again, education, yes, then you can rest assured like your body knows what it's doing. Right. You know, knowledge is power. Yeah. I'm the same way. If I have any, any like weird medical thing that comes up or like I I get a blemish on my face and I don't normally get blemishes on my face. I'm like, what's going on? What's, is it something I'm eating? Yeah. Is my sleep, you know, I'm like immediately (laughs) going through and then I'm like so stressed about like, why can't I figure out the answer? Yeah. Yeah. And we might not know, but you, yeah, right, it's just right. like, I feel like it takes so much weight off of, um, off of you because you yeah. kind of like leave it up to like, Hey, it's going to do its thing. Yeah. And you just become, you naturally become more fluid mm-hmm. as you start learning these things. Of course, you're not going to, you know, never have 
rigid moments and stuff. Yeah. We are human. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and you still, you know, I think people here, um, you know, moving with your cycle or intuitive eating or something mm-hmm. like that. And they just think like, well, I can't have goals then. Or like, how are you going to cheat? No, and yeah, it's like, have... no, you can. Right. You, you... Right. You use, right. you use that internal knowledge and introspection to work for your goals, right. to help you work towards your goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think I heard recently too, which I just love. And I, I want to look more into this, that the soccer teams, like the national soccer teams are actually cycle syncing and doing their workouts with yes. their cycles. Too. I've, I've started to read a little bit about yeah. this too. Um, and just like on different stages of your cycle where like, are you, can, do you have a lot of power input? Do you have a lot of strength? Mm-hmm. I know there's some like books out yeah. um, of like when people would be hitting PRs based mm-hmm. on things like that. Um, I think right now, I think the kind of general consensus is there's not enough research to like scientifically say, but there's a lot of like, lendings and yeah and thoughts which are interesting and it's like yeah. okay let's play around with it then yeah. you know you never you don't ever know yeah I'm so excited that it's like it's a growing field more people are you know tuning in more people are talking yeah. about it you know a period is not like too taboo to oh break God, up now yeah. like I know I've talked about period honestly this last I feel like last month I've seriously talked about periods every <laughs> single t- every single time on this right. podcast like we're yeah. gonna talk about it yeah it's, it feels like th- there is this power that we are not able to harness yet or that we haven't tapped into and that some people some people have yeah. but the general population like yeah. it's been so like push it down push it down don't talk about your period yeah but I'm like no, we, you pee, you sweat, you yeah. poop, you fucking have your period. Like, it's just like, this is the yeah. lo- world that, we, that we're in. There are these natural things exactly. that happen. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, right. It allows you to be here. Right, 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 right totally. <laughs> so, do you know, what does being fit mean to you? Oh, well, I think it's, a, it means mindset comes up, mm. you know, and that it's um, movement and mindset. I would say is the simplest way. It means that I am, I am paying attention and I'm investing in my mindset. Mm-hmm. So what that what that could look like is monetarily. Maybe I have a coach. Mm-hmm. I do have coaches. Um, I have a therapist. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I have ways that I'm building into that. Um, it could be my daily readings and journaling, mm-hmm. um, and then movement. So I used to be a bit more rigid of. I'm doing this, this, and this race. I'm yeah. doing this marathon, half marathon. I I loved all of those. And I'm not saying I won't do them again. Yeah. Just I can't right now. So mm. the movement part of it is just really uh, more understanding my body. Yeah. I just wrote a post. I haven't actually posted it yet. But it was like not going through my life as if I want sort of this tourist experience in my body or this quick fix mentality. Mm. Like when something's going awry, I want to really understand what's going on and get to know it. Like, what do I need? So fitness, it's like mindset and movement or movement is body, you know, getting to know my body, getting to know my mindset so that I can really strengthen that connection. I think before it was body, 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 heavy. And I always had a great attitude, optimism if you want to call that, but there are faults to that. I wasn't exploring right. all of the emotions. Right, 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 right. So I think, it, you know, 
that yeah. comes to mind. Sounds a lot like curiosity. Yeah. For sure. Right. For sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, that thank is you. so this was fun. So wonderful. You have to come back. Where can people follow you, find out more information, get in touch with you, all that good stuff? Yeah. Um my free well on Instagram and Facebook. Um and then www.myfreewell.com. Yep. Um lots of information on the website. There is yep. a lot of information. No, it's good. On it's website. really good. It's really good. I <laughs> thank I you like for it saying that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. This is so much fun. Thank you so yeah. much. Listeners, reminder, follow me at Chrissy Grody at What the Fit Podcast. Call the voicemail. Say what's up. Uh share, of course. Keep sharing. Write reviews. Thanks so much for listening. Love you.